This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. I don't know about you, but I hate it when people tell me how to live my life. But I just want to say, you might want to listen to this, you know, with uh, very attentively because you don't want your life to change because you were so busy being distracted. From the time you sat down at the dinner table to the time you arrived at work today, 14 pedestrians have been hit by cars. 14. That's in less than 24 hours. We're joined now by Toronto Police Constable Clint Stibbe. Uh, Clint, what is going on? It's actually shocking. When we look at the number of uh, people that are hit, and every one of these collisions are avoidable because essentially they're preventable, you know, it, it, it makes me look back at what drivers are doing and what pedestrians are doing on the roadway uh, to put themselves at risk. And I think uh, we all have to ask ourselves, why is it occurring? And, you know, I've got a few suggestions as to what we can do to minimize it. Right. But the reality is it falls down to the driver and the pedestrian actually stepping up to the plate and taking responsibility for their own safety. There's animosity right now between, we know, the cars and the cyclists in the city of Toronto. Are we seeing something similar going on here with pedestrians in cars now? Well, actually, it's interesting you say animosity. It's actually conflict, which I would agree, but the conflict is actually the impact, uh, literally, of the car and the pedestrian. That's what we're seeing as the, uh, the conflict because it's the end result. When we talk about animosity, it's the anger of the person being struck, but quite honestly, it's the conflict is the actual collision occurring. And the worst part of this is the conflict is completely preventable. Yeah, how do we minimize it? Well, had everybody done what they were supposed to do, so had a driver taken that second look, ensured that it was safe to make their movement, or looked at pedestrians as they're crossing the street to know that, hey, there's some people over there. They don't t- worry so much about just the car. They actually worry about the car and the pedestrian. But I think we're getting a situation where they're only interested in the car impact because that could affect the driver sure. and not the pedestrian impact, where unfortunately it only affects the pedestrian, but the pedestrian is the one that is always going to be the worst off. So, you know, no one would want to hit a pedestrian. It would change your life. I mean, it would just be one of the worst things that could ever happen to you. So uh, what do you suggest? Are, are we looking at people that are just distracted while they're driving? Hmm. Uh, distracted? No. I would say not focused on the entire situation. Okay. They, they focus on one specific part of the situation. Uh, I could liken it to a person looking in front of their car. Uh, most drivers only look as far as the front bumper of their car. Right. They don't look any further down the road. And they transfer that into when they're making that left or right turn. They don't look to see what's coming. They're more concerned with what's, what's here versus what's to come. And that is their biggest challenge. We, unfortunately, as a society, don't do anything to make ourselves better drivers. Mm. In fact, when we get our license when we're 16, we don't do anything uh, to learn to be better with the change of laws, to maybe make a, uh, go to a driving course for skid school, any sort of situation such as that. And the reality is laws are changing, rules are changing, and the way we have to operate and interact with the environment is changing. Talking to uh, Toronto Police Constable Clint Stibby about the 14 pedestrians stuck by cars, struck by cars, about the 14 pedestrians struck by cars since last night. Uh, you know, Clint, could we factor in here driver frustration because of construction, uh, traffic, the length of commute times are increasing? Is that also a problem? Uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head as a part of the problem. Uh, but quite frankly, it, it really does boil down to the driver's um, I guess, a perspective on what they're facing at the time they make these movements with the motor vehicle. They never think about the consequences of being involved in a collision. They're thinking more about maybe getting to their appointment at, on time uh, or sleeping in the next few minutes because they know they can rush to get downtown. The reality is all this type of behavior is putting everybody at risk. Surely it's not just the drivers. The pedestrians have to take some responsibility for this. I mean, I saw some people while I was driving in along uh, Queen's Key today. Clint, I swear every third walker had a 
phone in their hand and they were looking down. Well, there's nothing wrong with the person walking, uh, using their phone on the sidewalk. In fact, there's nothing wrong with them really using their phone going across the street. The reality is, though, if something happens, I'm, I'm going to give a comparison for myself. When I cross the street, I look at the driver to see what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. If they haven't at least glanced over to me, to me and recognized that I'm there, I'm not going to step on that road because I know they're waiting for an opportunity to make that left turn. What's amazing is when they make that left turn and then see me standing on the edge of the curb, they come to a screeching halt. So my idea is to be preventive because if I don't step on that road yet until I know it's safe to do so, right. the chances of me being hit are much, much lower. And I have been hit as a pedestrian. I did nothing wrong and I was hit by that car. So I'm more aware of the situation and believe me, it hurts when you get hit. Luckily, I wasn't killed. And let's be honest, it could have been very easily gone the other way. So we as pedestrians need to pay attention to everything the drivers are doing. Even though it's not a responsibility, it's just so we're aware that should things go bad, we may have a chance to get out of it on our own. See, I think it is a responsibility. I think we've come to the point where we all feel so entitled, drivers and pedestrians. Do you think there's, you know, something inherently wrong with this phrase we used to say a while ago, which, you know, people seem to have just decided, yeah, that, that goes without saying, pedestrians have the right of way? Pedestrians do have the right of way in certain circumstances. But I think uh, they have taken it quite literally that they have the right of way anytime, anywhere, anyhow. At least that's what I'm seeing. Um, I can't necessarily agree with that. I think that you have good pedestrians and you have bad pedestrians. I mean, we can't lump everybody in with, uh, in the same uh, group, as you say. The, the reality is we face challenges every day for the individuals that are breaking the rules, and that is drivers, cyclists, and pedestrians. The flip side is we have other individuals that are doing their best to not be involved in the collision, but they're doing their best to follow the rules. Unfortunately, quite often, even the ones following the rules are the ones getting hurt, and much the same as those trick-or-treaters the other night. No uh, one wants you know. to see anyone get hurt, that's for exactly. sure. I mean, it's exactly. it's heartbreaking, it's terrible. Uh, we should all be able to use the roads and streets responsibly. Is part of the problem this time of year and how dark it's getting and people just unaware of the fact that you cannot see them? It is part of it. I know that... Uh, we had spoken to some of the drivers as to what, you know, what happened. And the first words out of their mouth were, I didn't see them. Mm. And there's two, a couple of reasons for that. They're not looking and they're, they're not actively, well, they're not driving defensively. Where a pedestrian can be crossing the road and, you know, there's nothing wrong with them wearing dark clothing. The problem is they become lost in the background. Yeah. And once you become lost in the background, and I mean, uh, I can give a perfect example. I was on uh, the West Mall. Mm. I just saw a blink of a headlight going the other direction. I right away slowed down and I'm like, what was that? And sure enough, there was a person crossing mid-block. Had I not slowed down, I would have hit them. And they were all in black. So luckily, I was paying attention. I wasn't distracted. But it could have been very easily gone the other way where that person would have gotten hit because they were crossing where there were no lights, where there were no um, crosswalks, where they shouldn't have been mm-hmm. it, very, very, very early in the morning. So we, we have a number of different challenges that we face on a daily basis. And the last thing we need to do is step onto a roadway and put our lives at risk. And, you know, the other thing that we need to keep in mind is when pedestrians cross the road, actually, let's rephrase that, when parents cross the roads with their kids, Mm -hmm. the younger the child, the less likely that parent will cross the road improperly. Uh, I drove past a lady the other day and she said, actually out loud, remember, wait till the light changes. I brought the car to a stop. I got out and asked her, I said, why would you say that? She goes, well, because I'm responsible for this person. I said, fair enough. I said, let's take the child out of the picture. Would you cross mid-block or would you cross against light? Yes, I would. So how is the fact that you're concerned about your child's life, but you're not concerned about your own? She must have loved you, Clint. 
you know what? It was actually a very good conversation. And she says, you know what? I don't know. And then we talked about it. It boils down to the amount of risk that you're willing to accept. Yeah. With a child, you're not willing to take that risk. As you get older, you assess the amount of risk that you want to take. You know, and that's interesting that you say that because, Clint, you uh, have so much more to live for as well. I mean, you exactly. think about as you get older how many people are depending on you that's and that exactly you need to make to sure say. that you're okay. Yeah, and you know what? What Now, you're worried about the child getting home and making sure that you've got that child when you get home at the end of the day, but what about the child having you? You know, if you don't make it home by the end of the day. Well, we're going to end it on a, on a downer note, but Clint, I, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> people have the message. And you know what would be nice if uh, people in the fashion industry, if they would take note here of the problems that we're having, you know, people not being as visible at this time of year, maybe yellow should become the new black. You know what? That would be a great idea. Yellow the new black. Make sure that you're wearing visible clothes. Oh, rats. I told people what to do. I hate it when people do that to me. I mean, really, what's going on? Whose fault is it? The AM 640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM 640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.